This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Uh, touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into another edition of Talking Cowboys. As always, joined by Mickey, Rob, Brian, myself, in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Here we are on Monday, and despite a strong first half from the Dallas Cowboys, they fall to the Los Angeles Rams 35-30, and and we just have to get into it. So whether you guys are watching or listening, we're going to break it down for you. Help you get over this. Help you figure it out. Let's figure it out together. But how are you guys doing today? Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Been spending the morning trying to dissect this. Yeah. Good night's sleep for a change after a game. I was going to say, the noon games kind of give us a little more pep in our step on that Monday morning. Brian, you got to see everything already. Yeah, I did. It's uh, when, you know, we uh, get to do your your job and you actually get home when the the sun is somewhat going down. So, yeah. No, it's – it's a lot to get into. I a mean, there, there, there really is. I mean, well, there's there's things that are that are very positive, and there's things that you, you that kind of gives you a little bit of a pause. But you know, we'll get into them all. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Obviously, the first half, Cowboys seemed pretty dominant, putting up 287 yards of total offense to the Rams. 131, and they completely owned the time of possession, 18 minutes to 12 minutes. And they were able to put points on the board in each of their four drives. So everyone seemed pretty okay with that. Obviously, the muffed punt happens. We figure that out. But going into the second half, what happened? Well, wait, can we talk about the first let's, half? Let's go into Real that. quick, because th- th- that's to me where you, you did some good things. You did a nice job of, of blocking the front. You were able to run the football. You had some, some, some completions. Uh, down the field that uh, you know you were able to take advantage of. I felt like though when we broke down the Rams, we felt like that you can make some big plays on them, mm-hmm. especially in the passing game. And uh, you know that that to me was is you know with you talk about play calling, execution, you know everything that you needed to do to win a football game, they were able to do in that first half. They did Mickey's Mickey's thing. He wanted. What did they do, Mick? First play of the game, right? Yeah, it'll loosen it up, aired it out. Said yeah. we're coming after you. Not messing around. I think they realized there were plays to be had. And we talked about it during the week on the yeah. outside. I mean, if you wanted to nitpick a part of the Rams' defense, it was their coverage. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't going to be the front. It was if you could block the front, you can make plays in the secondary. And I think the Cowboys, for the most part, did that. And it was good to see them have some success in the running game. You know, they were able to get some things going up front where, you know, what Mickey had talked about, there were so many times where Ezekiel didn't have opportunities. Well, this time it was a little bit cleaner for him on some runs and you know that's that's what you got to have especially with with what they were doing with with the left guard being out you know in the that, first half yeah, yeah. they had 133 yeah. yards more than any game this season yeah and the, and the rams had had some struggles playing the run and they took advantage of that and i think that's to me was you know when you you look for okay what kind of start do you need what what do you need to do to to go out and win a football game hey dallas needs to run the football and they need to stay ahead of the chains, need to convert on third downs, they convert it on a fourth down, you know, do those types of things to, to, to win football games. And, you know, that's, that to me was as good a start as, as they could have had. They were poised to throw the knockout punch, and the rookie returner tried to return a punt. He had no business returning. 
should have called a fair catch. You allow them to score one of their two touchdowns. Believe it or not, 35 points, they only scored two touchdowns. Seven field goals. And you gave them an 18-yard drive for a touchdown. You cannot give away points. It was 17-6 to at that time. They hadn't stopped the Cowboys. Had they taken that possession and done what they did in the first three possessions, now it's 24-6. to The Rams are ready to tuck tail. But you breathe life into a team that was ready to go, and now it's 17-13, and they're back in the ballgame. And I know you scored a touchdown at the end, end of the half, but they also kicked one of their seven field goals. They're back in the game. Possessions, as Jason Garrett said at the end of the game, are precious, and you cannot give them away and allow them to score a touchdown driving the ball only 18 yards. I thought that turned the entire complexion of the game around. You can talk about everything they did in the first half, they minimized it with that turnover. Huge momentum play, and we spoke to Switzer after the game, and he said he just took his eye off the ball for a second. And it might have had something to do with, if you watched it, the gunner on the left side of Switzer overran the play, and he thought, okay, I've got room to return this, and he focused more on getting up the field than making sure he had the ball secured for it. You know, it's a, it was a – I wouldn't even call it a rookie mistake. It's just a mistake returners make sometimes. It is a mistake, but – You got to call a fair catch. There was too much traffic. Even his own guy was in his way. Yeah. Uh, was it Frazier? I can't remember who 35. it was. That was Woods. It was. Woods. It was it's Woods. Yeah. You had you – had, there was just too much around him, and he tried to run with it before he caught it. Got to call a fair catch sometimes. Now, the Pharaoh Cooper return was also pretty bad. Pharaoh Cooper gets, he's able to return a kickoff for 66 yards and set them up in good field position again because both of their touchdowns, you're right, Mickey, came to the Rams when they were in great field position from their special teams. There were th those two plays, and then we'll get into Dak, I'm sure. There was the interception. Those three plays, Rams get the ball inside the Dallas 40. You mentioned Mickey with, with Switzers, it was in the red zone. They got, 13 points off of those plays, and they win by five. I mean, that's 13 it's not points. As, it's not as simple as that, but in a game against a team that's putting up 35 a game, you just can't afford that type of field position. 13 points, they gained 31 yards on their own to score 13 points. You, can't, you just can't give away stuff like that. It'll get you beat eventually. You're right. And it did. You know, and you can talk about everything else you want. If you go back and look at the raw numbers like we did last week, and I said if you looked at the raw numbers, the Cowboys should have got beat. Well, they won it. Well, this time, if you look at the raw numbers, they should have won the game. They should have. And they got beat because they gave them 13 points on three plays or three plays helped, and they, all they scored, all they gained was 31 yards. And 13 points, how much did you lose by? Five? Yeah, but makes the, a significant difference. But then you get in the second half, though, and you well, did look, that, were they supposed to score forty? Well, no, but they did think about this too. You gave up seven field goals. That that could have been with a play here, a play there, could have been a lot worse. If you look at their nine, nine of their ten biggest plays of the game came in the second half. Absolutely. That that if you look at, they gave up. The Cowboys had drives, scoring drives, given up on them, whether it was field goals or a touchdown. 54, 90, 58, and seventy three for sixteen points. And I mean. I mean, they, they Hold, holding the field goals is good, but when yeah. you score on nine of eleven true possessions, that's yeah. just too often. Yeah, that's that's what you, the Rams did. You know, you could talk about the field goals, and, and that's fine. I mean, I don't disagree with you, 
but it it it, 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 it honestly could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, they could have hung yeah. fifty on you. Mm -hmm. They really could. Yeah. Well, I was I sitting next to Mickey and I looked at him and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last time the Cowboys blocked a field goal was against the Seahawks in 2015, and it was David Irving who was able to do that. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he returned this week, and we'll get into more discussion about yeah. that. But I mean, you know, those field goals they hurt. Yeah, they hurt. Three points. points. Three points they, and they, and they, they got a Kept kicker that hadn't missed. He hasn't missed, and he's 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 good at distance. And you know, you, you talk about the special team stuff that happened. You know, even on the muff punt, when you go back and watch it, you know, Moore almost blocks the punt. Demontre Moore is is a, is really a step away. Uh, Hecker, he's a big guy. Hecker, the punter, it takes his path right at him. And if you watch it. I mean, Demontre Moore is literally half a foot away from blocking that punt, which could have turned the game the other way. You talk about turnovers that they didn't get, the sack fumble. You know, you go back and watch that one too. You know, here they get the, they get the hit, the arm hit, they get an interception. You knock the ball out, and the ball is literally between between Crawford's hands on the ground. He's looking for the ball, and you know, but right he, he doesn't get it. Yeah. So you know, there's things that happen in this game that. You know, if they could have done this or if they could have done that, it just in the second half they didn't do enough of what they were doing. My point was, in the second half they're not doing as what they were able to do in the first half. That I think that was really a big difference. In I know, and you know, you're talking about Dak Prescott doing some good things. He had three touchdown passes, and this tied for his personal best. Yeah. And the Cowboys in total had a 440 total net yards of offense, their biggest since playing Tampa Bay. Last yeah. season. So you're right, Mickey. If you look at this just from numbers, you'd think, oh, this this team won in dominant fashion, maybe even, but they just weren't able to. So to get into everything, I think it might be easier if we just go first half offense, first half defense, second half offense, second half defense, and then special teams in total. So let's get to the first half offense. Obviously, we saw some great things from Ezekiel, like getting two touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. He just dove for that pylon. Yeah. Absolutely impressive. Impressive. And, yeah. you know, Jason Witten only had one catch, but he was big on that play. Sure. Yeah, that, that Witten was really big. I thought when you look at the way he affected the angle in which Ogletree came to the ball and so maybe made him hesitate just a second. He, as he's coming towards Zeke, he really can't square up. And then when he can't square up, it's similar to what happened to Jeff Heath. And that Jeff Heath fell down on the, on the, uh, the long touchdown pass. But, but with Ogletree, he just couldn't square up. And Zeke took advantage of that. You know, he, he – Showed balance along the sidelines, and then what he's able to do to get in, I thought that was quite impressive. They, they were they were going to take advantage of these Rams linebackers that they could throw in the ball, and they did. I liked that. And then, you know, we're sitting there, and I'm sitting next to Mickey again, and we see a running back just cruise across the field, get break, breaks open. We look up, it's Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris, 70-yard run, longest run in his entire career, longer than any run Ezekiel Elliott has ever had in his career. And it pushes him over 5,000 rushing yards for his career. Finally, Morris, we kind of see him break out. How was he able to do that? It was a hole big as Chicago. Big as Chicago. And he yeah. zipped right through it yeah, they pretty did fast. A, they did a nice job. The things we were talking about, what they were able to do to run the football in the first half, hats on hats is always a good thing. They got linebackers blocked, you know, and they, they were able to run the play where they had where they did some trap blocking too as well, you know, get guys in position to to do that. And and Alfred just hit it at the right spot and they, they had everything walled off inside and and away you go. When they when they run block and they get hats on hats, you know, this team's hard to stop. You know, it's just that we haven't seen that nearly enough uh, early in this season. The previous not, not touch consistent enough. 
the previous touchdown drive, 15 plays over eight minutes, eight minutes and change. And that's like, that's what you expect from this offense. And that's what we haven't seen. That might've been their longest drive of the season. It is. Is it? Both so in yards and plays. They got back to doing what they normally do in the first half, at least. And how do they continue that in the second half? We don't see even nearly enough offense. No. No. And where did that go? You know, you talk about key run blocking. Where was that missing? Who was responsible for that? Well, the guys they were supposed to be run blocking. And why couldn't they do it? Well, I, I have, you know, they didn't do a very good job. And, and, and they started to falter. And I think it was as a, an entire group almost. Couldn't run block. Couldn't protect the quarterback. Uh, suddenly they just they they went flat and then you're not then you're back to what was causing problems before third and long and, and you're not converting and then the drive's over and then you're sitting there you can't get off the field you know I saw somebody say well yeah the, you know the defense spent too much time on the field well the reason they spent too much time on the field because they couldn't get off they, they they allowed them keep converting and converting and kicking field goal after field goal I mean when you only give up two touchdowns you shouldn't get beat. You know, you shouldn't get beat, but they did. Uh, didn't stop them enough on those field goals. They couldn't get off, but you ha- sometimes you got to keep scoring. You realize the first time the Cowboys scored 30 or more points in a game and they got beat, the first time since the go through the final two games of the 2013 season. Wow. They were 16 for 16 scoring 30 or more points, and they got beat scoring 30 points. So... Uh, defense got to do a better job. Offense got to do a better job of protecting the quarterback. He was running for his life out there most of the game. And I know everybody wants to talk about inaccuracy, but boy, he almost gets his head taken off by Aaron Donald. He ducks out onto that and ends up throwing a touchdown pass. Uh, there, there was just too much busted blocking up front for my take to, to be able to do it. You know what? And what got lost is. He basically played Jared Goff to a standstill. You can say, I know he missed a pass here, missed a pass there. They both basically had the same numbers, and he actually had, uh, what, more net passing yards than they did. So, But you lost because what happened? On the interception, he gets hit from behind. He can't block the guy. And Brockers, you know, turned the whole game around. And it was an interception. It wasn't a fumble. Yes. They yeah. ruled it a fumble initially on the field, which I don't know how you – call that but anyway I, I guess they weren't watching they didn't they just did not block they had a hard time with Donald in this football game run pass they really really did they they um there were several times though where and and this is what's interesting to me where Travis Frederick he he worked with Jonathan Cooper more than any other guard in training camp yeah so there wasn't as much concern as Jonathan Cooper coming you in. Know, you know you didn't you didn't feel like now is Jonathan Cooper as good Probably not. No. He's probably not. And so, you know, that's the situation you're in. You have to play the guy that's healthy enough to go and play. You know, but the confidence factor of, you know, when – and there were several times where, you know, and, and Mickey's right to this to this point is you would see individual breakdowns. You know, you do see, you know, but, hey, there were times where Brockers and Donald both were beating double-team blocks where they were getting between, you know, one time Donald pressure he gets between 70 and 72. You, know, you usually don't see that happen. You know, one time you see him, uh, he he gets through. Brockers gets through on on uh, Martin and then and uh, Lyle Collins. You know, they 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 did a really in the second half, their their ability to to defeat blocks not only one on one but to beat double team blocks. 
It was what got them back in this football game defensively. And yeah. they started, I thought they started blitzing more. They were sending more guys. Yeah. It was really, it, the, the, the blitz was that the, they, they played really more coverage in this game. They, they, they determined who they wanted to double. It wasn't, there was every time out, they, they'd said, okay, we're going to take Beasley away on this drive. Okay, we're going to take away Witten on this drive. Des Bryant caught. The, the touchdown that went to, uh, went to Butler they doubled both. They uh, they doubled uh, the inside. They doubled uh, Witten and they doubled uh, Beasley, and that allowed Butler to get open. So Wade Phillips had a really good plan of who he wanted in the second half, especially of who he wanted to try and take out of this game, especially when it went to, that came down to having to make some third down conversions. Once they kind of they, they stopped you from throwing the ball to who you wanted to throw to, then that's where the pressure took over. When it was Donald Brockers. And those guys as well. So you agree with uh, Jerry Jones, who gave a lot of praise to Wade. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because Wade didn't have an answer in the first half. He really, really didn't. His guys, they, they, weren't, they weren't tackling well. They weren't getting the, the type of pressure. Second half, though, Dallas couldn't run the ball. They did a better job of, of doing the things that they needed to do to win that game. They got off the field three straight times. The Rams, no, the Rams took the ball and got points. The other, whether it was field goals or not, the they, other thing they were they, able to do it. The other thing they did was – we talk about pressure, Dak. They kept him in the pocket. You know, yeah. you saw what he did a couple days, a few days ago against Arizona. He got outside the pocket. He's at his best when he's on the move, making throws. And yeah. Mickey mentioned the one where he he almost got his head taken off from Donald. Got away, made the play down the field to Dez. Some of the inaccuracies when he's pressured and forced to make throws from the pocket, and I think he's he's seeing more pressure in this first month than we saw him last year. The pockets aren't as clean, and any quarterback, no matter how good you are, your numbers are going to drop. If that's the case. And that's what we're seeing. And he's also, Tay, he's in a lot. I know we talked about how well they ran the ball in the first half, but they still had a lot of third and longs in the yeah. first half. And overall, 10 of their 14 third downs, and they converted seven, were from third and seven or worse. And they're still not quite where they need to be on first and second down moving the football. You are dropping the knowledge on them. I went back and looked. You know, I've felt like I couldn't remember Dak being as sacked as many times as he has been. It's been six total this season so far. But then I looked back last year in 2016 and the start of the first four games, he was also he had also been sacked six times, four in one game or two here and there. But it's interesting to me because, you know, we're talking about this offensive line and a lot of talk pregame was about Chaz Green and his going. So we'll get to more of that, though, more of this fun stuff because yeah. there's so much more to talk about in this loss for the Cowboys once we come right back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. 
Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks. That's hashtag TroopThanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A first rose deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on Cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. This is Talking Cowboys. A true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Welcome back into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. So much more to talk about as we're trying to wrap our heads around this game. Just an interesting time for the Dallas Cowboys as now they are 2-2. Two and two. Sean Lee was out of the game yesterday with a hamstring injury. And in his absence, Jalen Smith was able to get 10, tackle, 10 tackles. The second double-digit takedown day of his career so mm -hmm. far. He now has 34 for the season. And in comparison to Sean Lee's career back in 2010, he had only had eight tackles combined in his first four games. So Jalen Smith stepped up, did the job. Was it enough for this defense? Well, I think to some degree you got to give credit to the Rams with what they were with some of what they did schematically with with the Cowboys linebackers. I mean, Jalen Smith, what he's done this first month is incredible given what he's come back from. Like you said, you mentioned the tackles, Tay. But there's so certain situations where, you know, they got him isolated in space with Cooper Cup and those guys, and he's trailing the play and having to really run and make plays, and that's that's to the Rams' advantage. And that's good play design by Sean McVay that Absolutely. we saw. Yeah, I, I think that to me, the, the tackles, the story, everything's nice, but they need Anthony Hitchens back playing at that Mike linebacker. Absolutely. They really do. And, and, they, and, and Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens – Will they, make, will they make a difference in that game? I think that it, they can limit Todd Gurley to some of the plays that he made. Limit all the plays? No. Rob's right, though. The, the Rams, McVay did a smart thing. He isolated not only he, not only did he isolate uh, Jalen Smith, but he isolated also Justin Durant. You know, and, and Justin Durant looked like old man Justin Durant playing football yesterday. And I think that that, to me, um, was one of those things where I said, okay, you are what you are right now defensively. You know, I, I thought initially it was poor tackling. All Really, the linebackers didn't have much of a chance in this game. The second-level blocks that the Rams' offensive line were making in, this, in the second half, getting up on, you know, they're, they're, the Cowboys' defensive line did a poor job not only getting off blocks themselves, 
but they, the Cowboy linebackers caught a ton of blocks in that game. And usually with Durant and usually with Lee, you see them play fast. Fast flow linebackers get the footballs. They don't, they don't mess around. Jalen got caught up way too much. Durant was way too slow in this game. And Damian Wilson made way too many mistakes. Oh. Way too many mistakes. He, uh, and he hurt, you. he hurt you in this game. Because, see, they thought that they could bring in Damian Wilson, yeah. minimize, well, not minimize, control the number of snaps Durant got. It, and he came in, and he it wasn't, wasn't very good at it wasn't, all. It wasn't good at all. And, so, see, that's where I'm saying that – and you look at the play that Gurley made along the 53-yard pass. I was going yeah, – I was trying yeah. – I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to ask you what you yeah. saw on that play. Well, well he came up. And they bit on yeah. what they thought was going to be an underneath route. But him and him and Kayvon Frazier, Frazier. Was, Frazier was terrible in this game too. Not only did he miss tackles in the field, you know, he and Wilson on the 53-yard pass didn't sort that out. They let Gurley run right between them. It, it was a terrible job on their part. And and then Jeff Heath doesn't come to balance, misses the play. Now it's a touchdown. But also, too, though, you know, Wilson on the big kickoff return. He got wadded up inside, got knocked down, knocked down a couple of his teammates. So, you know, they didn't – and Frazier running down the field, he's first down, guy first guy down, he falls down. You know, that's what happens to you. You, you. you play guys that are, you know, that you're trying to get the absolute most out of. And occasionally they make a play for you. But then all of a sudden, too, when things start to go bad, they seem to steamroll. They get yeah. snowball, I guess is the word I'm using. And But the linebackers, I, I didn't think they were very good yesterday, but a lot of it had to do with defensive linemen were absolutely doing no, doing no help to them as far as allowing the, the Rams to block them the way they DeMarcus did. Lawrence had four tackles. Collins and Moore had two each. Yes. And the rest of them had one. Price had none. So you got three guys out of the eight with more than one tackle. The rest of them, one or none. They were nothing was happening up the, front. The better, the be, the best. Just what I saw, the, the best stuff that they were able to do it towards the end of the game, and when they they started to slant the front and they gave the linebackers a chance. You know, it was just a little bit different look. They and before they were just, it was like they were playing the run and everybody was flowing to the ball. This time they said, okay, to stop the run, let's which we'll take our line one way, play the linebackers the other. They got guys free. They got Durant free one time. They got Smith free one time. I mean, it was a late, late, late adjustment right there. But, you know, it was something he said, okay, at least he, he could have gone to it. He went to it. it. It worked a little bit. But overall, though, defensively, it really wasn't the tackling. It was the ability, their inability to, as a unit, to get off blocks. And they made some huge, huge mistakes in the passing game of just not sorting things out. And it allowed those Rams, like I talk about the second half, the big plays that they were able to – I'll give you an example real quick. I'm sorry, I'm talking way too much here. But, but Jalen Smith, on the third and 11 that goes behind him. It's a cup? No, no, it was the, uh, the other receiver, um, seventeen. Who's my guy? Seventeen. I always forget his name. Um, Woods. Woods. Thank you. The third down. Yeah, player third, third down. Third uh, and yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's a Woods. Play in the game. Woods is going to run a route behind. He's going to he's going to take it past the sticks. And what happens is, they're in a zone drop, and you see you see Jalen. His he's clearly looking at the quarterback, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden they get a, a, a flat route or a, a check down route where Orlando Scandrick's in great shape. He's get, Lando Skinner's going to make the play if yeah. the ball goes short. But Jalen Smith, instead of playing in the middle of the field, goes to goes up, steps up to play the short route. 
and now it the route comes behind him. He has to if, if he just positions himself where he was, he makes he makes golf have to throw that ball through him to get it to the crosser. But by moving out of position, it's, he opens a window. So see, some it's experience sometimes. Third and eleven. Or Third and eleven. Yeah, you you you, a, you basically yeah. have got them in a situation where you can get off the field. You can make them punt from their own end zone, but just by a an, a read, a misread, an assignment, you take yourself out of position. Ball comes behind you. Now it's a first down. That's the kind of things that happened to him in that football game. Yesterday. And I think we forget he's a rookie. He's playing for the he first is. time. And, he is. And and the ten tackles to me were deceiving. Because a lot of them were catch up from behind tackles yeah. that the ball had gone past them, so yeah. they missed Sean Lee, they missed Hitchens, and it was a good sign today that both of those guys, along with Ouzier, were out there on the cords yeah. uh, rehabbing. I got the word that that Hitchens might have given it a go this last week if they could have gone a padded practice, and the fact they didn't have a padded practice uh, set him back for this week. Well, y'all are right though, but the, you mentioned the running game. What what? the Rams were able to do up front. You saw their linemen pulling, getting out in space, getting to the second level. That affects the linebacker play. I would say that you mentioned the tackling. I thought the tackling was really good in the first half, especially with some of the DBs. Scandra, you named yeah. the DB, Scandra, Scandra Woods, Woods, and uh, Lewis. And, Lewis, and Lewis. Yeah, yeah, Physical, exactly. good tackles. Yeah. I think that's a positive. But, yeah, just too many big plays in the second half. See, I thought the second half – I was sitting there thinking, okay, when I watch the game, I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a bunch of bad tackle in the second half. It was really more about assignments, and it was more about getting off blocks. They, they just did not do a very good job. It sounds really simplistic to say, but when you're running the football and getting chunk plays like that, 11, 12 yards, you know, we're seeing even when they're handing the ball to Austin and he's gaining 12 yards on a play when you know they're going to hand him the football. That that doesn't bode well at all. See what happens is it's a noble cause the next man up, but yeah. a lot of times you made a great point. Up, I stole your line. It's 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 it. You get diminishing returns mm -hmm. because now these guys are playing more snaps than they're normally playing. Some of them in positions they're not normally playing in, and sooner or later it catches up with yeah. you. It catches up with you, and and it did. You know you, you got too many guys missing, and you know that hurt them. But talent still, talent still. You don't have those three plays that Rob mentioned. It's a different ball game. Yeah. So how do you assess that? You know, I, I heard Ryan Switzer as well, and, you know, he kind of said, this isn't the first time this has happened and this isn't the last. And, and I get what he's saying, having kind of a short-term <laughs> memory, but for any Cowboys fans <laughs> out, that. hearing yeah. that yeah. out there, yeah. you don't not hear that. comforting by any means I, I, because. Yeah, well, he came out aggressive. I mean, he, he returned two kickoffs that you probably could have settled for a touchback there. And just kneel down the end zone. And I, is he trying to prove himself? No, I, I think, think he, they have a they have a system on when they want to bring the ball out and when they don't want to bring the ball out. And they basically have them five seven yards deep, and they're telling them if you're running forward, take it out. Yeah, we'll take our chances. And that's fine. he was trying and to. He for was, the most part, I mean, he was getting to the twenty. Yeah, yeah. twenty one. Yeah, he right. was trying to get a sixty six yard return. Yeah, and that's, that's what he was trying to yeah, because yeah. their guy shouldn't have taken that ball out. No, either, right? no, not at all. The Cowboys hadn't allowed a kickoff return over 30 yards in the first three games of the season. I, yeah, I'm surprised even Dan Bailey at home usually is just money kicking do him into think, the end zone. Do you think that they were trying to kick short and try to cover inside the 20? 
I think the last one they were the the last kickoff that they had that before they before they got the ball back in the, the last kickoff. I think they kicked short to try and get the ball inside the fifty. Because a couple of them he kicked. Yeah. I mean they were touchbacks, but sure. there was a couple that came up short. If you going, look at the, if you look at the last kick, just look at the last kick. To me, it was strategic? it was it was like a directional kick to pin him in that corner, right? And see if they could cover. And I believe the ball. I believe the Rams started that drive. If I'm not mistaken, the, the Rams started that drive. I, I can find it eventually here. But, yeah, it, it was uh, – yeah, they, they tackled him at the Rams 17. Bailey kicks 58 yards from the Dallas 35 to the Rams the Ram 7. And then that's when Farrell Cooper returned it to uh, 10 yards to the 17. Well, they were – that one, I, I don't know if they thought – maybe the Rams thought they were going to onside kick. And he kind of – didn't he just well, kind of – seven minutes left in the game. Kind of pooched it up. Yeah, that's 58 yards. It's a pooch, I'd say. On the other side, you mentioned Switzer, Tay. I, th- I think he's going to be fine. He's got a lot of talent. I he's wa- young. He's young. He's young, and I want an aggressive returner, kick returner, punt returner. I think he just he got ahead of himself on that punt return, and it happens, but you can't, we've seen you him can't flip, let it happen. We've seen him flip the field. We praised yeah. him last week against Arizona. I mean, we've, we've seen him do that. I mean, that's – you know, that's something he's going to take risk. He's going to take chances. You say he's fearless and all that, and but you saw what happened. That that's that, that potentially could happen right there. Cost him a possession, gave him an easy touchdown. Yeah. And if you think about it, what was the difference in, in everything? They had two takeaways and a big special teams play. Cowboys had no takeaways and nothing special on special teams. Nothing special on special teams. And somebody that I thought was going to have a really big day, and it was largely – Due to his matchup, Des Bryant with Trumaine Johnson, you saw him have some good big plays, but then some drops, or at least one big drop on that third down. How can Des Bryant recover from this game, and what did you see from him? It was him? the best game he had in a while. Exactly, but still. He had five I'm, catches for, what, 98 Yeah, yards? I'm surprised. There was a couple times I'm surprised they went his direction on the third and seven or third and six. I, I felt like that, you know – that's not a play to throw a 50-50 ball to down the field like that. That that, that was that that was really on Dak. The ball was wide. He didn't give Dez any chance. He didn't give Dez. Yeah, the, the and ball, Dak the, talked about the inaccuracy, yeah, the, and I think he's referring to some of those throws. Yeah, that, that, it was that, a bad choice. Yeah, but, but, did he have another choice? He did. Underneath, he had it, it, just to, just to keep the drive going. You know, he he if he could have sat there, and you had a one-on-one matchup. You had a safety coming all the way across the field to try and cover Ezekiel Elliott in the flat, and they were late getting there. So, you know, that, it, it, that's Dak. He's going to see that on film. He's going to go, gosh, I should have just checked the damn ball down, and we, could, we just kept the drive going. The drop you're talking about, clearly, you know, I think Terrence Williams makes that play 10 times out of 10. Because, because it's a low-body catch, and he's going to scoop it, and he's going to make the play. But, yeah, the ball got underneath Des, and you could see it. And, you know, it, it's, right through it's, his hands. It's a t- well, the ball was but low, it's too. Low. It's, it's low. It's low. I mean, now, the slant that he threw to Des late in the game that was wide – if he hits Dez, that's a that's a huge Big play. One. That's a huge play. So yeah, the the balls that Dez could have got as opposed to the ones he should have had. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I never I never fought trying to get him the football, but I felt like on that third down play they could have kept the chains going if he would have just said, "Let's play simple football here. Get it to get it to uh, to Zeke. Let him get the first down one on one. Maybe get a little bit more, and then we play from there." Yeah, and I liked what you were talking about with Wade Phillips making the adjustments and figuring out who to double. His block. team played better. His, his team, team played, played better. Yeah, his team all, played better in the second in half. Yeah, and, second half. I mean, we saw a lot of double bracketing on Cole Beasley. Yeah, again. he continues. He, he either gets he's getting more attention with a better cover guy on him in these games, like what the Giants did, or he's just straight up getting double teamed. And and Witten did too. I, I think you wrote about it, Brian Witten. 
he was kind of a decoy on two of the Cowboys' touchdown passes, but they're taking away some of what the Cowboys like to do in space and in the middle of the field. That safety blanket almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about Dez going back. The first drive that kicked the field goal to open the game, they run the pivot with Dez going inside, and it looked like to me that Dak wanted to throw him the football, but then you get pressure – you know, with Aaron Donald, they're not very clean up front. Now he's having to, to avoid Donald and, you know, all that. And if he could just held the ball a tick or two longer, you got Dez breaking to the flat. It's going to be a, a completion and maybe a touchdown down there. But, you know, it just, it, it's just, it, it's just everybody's got to do their job. And in this game, you didn't have everybody doing their job. And, and that, that's ultimately what costs you the game. Absolutely. Well, before we get to more of this game, let's go to the phone lines. We have AJ from California on the line. AJ, what is your question? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, tough loss yesterday, obviously. Um, questions for you include, um, when is um, Xavier Woods going to take Jeff Heath's job? Because he should have taken it a long time ago, in my opinion. And number two, I know that we hear all the time about complacency once you get a big lead. Um, is there complacency in play calling once you get a big lead? Because it seemed like they took their foot off the throat of the Rams yesterday, and inevitably that's what led to a lot of the second-half woes. And then lastly, any chance we see Byron Bell on the offensive line and we see you know, perhaps Collins slide over to left guard? Thank you, guys. Lots of questions there. Thank you, AJ. And let's get first to Xavier Woods' play, and you know he wants him to start now. Well, I think that they're going to evaluate all the safeties positions, you know, and you need to think about, okay, what are we going to do with Kayvon Frazier? Absolutely. You know, he missed tackles in the game. You know, he, it, it, you know, some key plays too, he missed. So, you know, where does Woods fit in? Is it for Woods? Is he, does he play more for Frazier? Does he play for Heath? I think that they are going to evaluate that position right there. I, I, there's no question they need to evaluate. And, you know, with Jeff Heath, you know, it, it, we've seen some big hits. We've seen some big misses. You know, we've seen in, in the past, we've seen turnovers. Yeah. But in this time, I think that when you're looking at your defense as a whole, you have to say, okay, what positions do we need to evaluate? I think you need to evaluate what you're doing at the defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, who is, it, is it really the best combinations that you can have out there? So when you lose a football game, there's a lot of evaluations, but safety is not a bad one to start with. I saw you underline something over there, Mickey. Well, was it about? No, he said they took their foot off the gas. You so know, they came out. Question. They came out in the in the in the. I needed to remind myself in the third quarter, uh, and they stopped the Rams. Yeah. And then the Cowboys ended up getting uh, a first down. Zeke ran for 16 yards, um, and then they hand it off to him again, and he gets hit behind the line for a minus one. Uh, you you tried to. We'll start the series with that, Mickey. Prescott deep incomplete to, to, to Bryant. To Bryant. They try a double move there. Right. That's an aggressive play call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, first it wasn't down. like they backed off. Yeah, no, that, that, was a, that was an aggressive play call right there to try and make something happen. And then they didn't get the – they got the incompletion, you know. And then so now what they do, they come back, they get 16 yards. They come back on a first down play. And like Mickey says, they don't block it cleanly. Hit in the backfield, minus one. Tried to bubble screen to Beasley. Bubble Got screen. zero. Yeah. Now it's third and 11. He throws low to Dez. You would like him to catch it. Yep. And he doesn't. And now you're punting. They score. Uh, they, they end up hitting a, uh, a field goal. Then you come out and you get another first down. You get third and seven. Uh, and 
he tries to go underneath the Beasley, and he came up two yards short. So I, I don't think they backed off. They just didn't convert. But then again, it was like Rob said, that was two third and six or mores in a row. And those they've been having trouble all season long trying to convert those. And we talk about first and second down. That was a big key for this game. They were better in the first half. Second half, Zeke on first down, he had six runs for 10 yards. So, again, you're getting backed up. You're getting behind the chains. I think he had a 16-yard run on second down. He did, but, yeah. But the other one was a 12-yard scramble by Dak. That wasn't a design play. They got behind the chains in the second and half. And then the that next possession, them. they had the same thing happen. First down, Zeke, zero. Yeah. So, you know, they, don't, they didn't really back off. It, no, they tried. I think, they didn't execute as well, bottom yeah, line. Yeah, they, they, the Rams, give them credit. You know, it, it, adjustments or not, the Rams did they, – the Dallas Cowboys had a hard time in the second half blocking Donald and blocking Brockers. And then that – and then in Ogletree, those guys, they made plays. Their, their secondary made plays. They covered better in the second half. So you, you have to tip your hat to them for doing that. Mm-hmm. So can you – maybe some logic to why – if Chaz Green wasn't going to start, yeah, I don't know. Why did they keep him active? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I mentioned that though Friday. I said, you know, maybe you keep one guy active as insurance, Safety, but, yeah. but but I figured he would if he was active, he was going to start. So that was a little surprising. It was, and a lot of people did think that. And we can get into more of the offensive line, talking about Byron Bell making a shot there as well. Interesting question from AJ. Hey, all is fair. Yeah. Yeah. After a loss, there are lots of things to discuss, lots of improvements, adjustments, and we will get to all of that when we come back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talking Cowboys. Well, Rob, I'll tell you what's good is yeah. Papa John's pizza. Those ingredients. Oh, yes. Make it so good. The pepperoni, 100% pork and beef. The veggies, hey, always fresh. They don't put any stale stuff up in there. And when you have good ingredients, you have better up pizza. Up in there. And <laughs> Papa John's. My God. Hey, oh. hey, I like to hear Nothing a laugh. stale. <laughs> Today is a hard day, not only for us, but for everyone in Las Vegas. We're thinking of you guys. Thoughts Absolutely. and prayers out to you guys. Yeah. It's never easy. You know, here we are discussing football, but 
bigger issues at hand. So absolutely, and, we, and we've got callers. And we that call us amazing. Call we're us talking football and not yeah. other stuff. Yeah. After a game, huh? Lot, lots of fans who are always great about calling in. So we're thinking of you guys. Back to the game, though. Byron Belt, he thought, could we see him in this offensive line? Mickey's shaking his head no. I don't think so either. I agree Chaz with Mickey. Green goes back to guard. And yeah. And all's Lale well. Collins going to have – I didn't I, say I didn't, all's well. Yeah. Uh, but Lale Collins, they're, they're going to stay with him. It's, this is a growth period you know, for him. I didn't think that, that Lyle Collins was terrible in this game. Yeah. I really didn't. If you said the guy that I felt like that had the most problems clearly was the left guard. You know, with, with Cooper, Jonathan Cooper had a problem, and then the guy that had the next most problems was was uh, was your center. And again, it's not because of the holding penalty, but there were some times where there's some there was a little bit of confusion on, hey, I'm passing this guy to you. You ready for this? You ready for that? And or they they worked combo blocks together and they were split. You know, they just didn't do a very good job. And you know, I, I think that's – I understand that, that Travis didn't talk after the game. He's usually a guy that will come up and stand up, but he didn't want to – you know, didn't say anything. So he probably felt like that wasn't one of his best efforts. But who they were going up against, you know, you, you had to you had to, to make that work. I mean, you're an all-pro center, Pro Bowl center. You're going up against big-time players. So he probably felt a little bad about that. But they, they, they weren't as good – in the second half, especially up front, that 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 was very very clear. Yeah, there was one play I thought Travis thought he was passing off to Ch- uh, to uh, Cooper. Yeah, Cooper looked the other way, and then Travis tried to catch up, and he looked bad. Like, you, you, I missed him. You want to know who the play was? It was the play that they threw to Ezekiel to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, they 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 put him through the middle and then drug him across. Right there, and, and then they dumped it. I mean, really, that the the ball. You could see, you could see Prescott's like, okay, I, I don't have time to to hold this ball. He just floats it to Zeke, and that's when Zeke made the big play going up the sidelines. But yeah, it, it was it was a it was a pass. Whoa, you didn't take him. Now I got to scramble back to to get there. So I, I I and it's surprising because again, those two worked more together than any other combination that we've seen uh, that we saw in, in training camp. So that 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 was a little. Uh, Troubling. Absolutely. Rob, you have a poll for us. It's kind of encapsulating everything we've already got into, but let's hear what the fans have to say. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a team loss. I think every phase, all three phases struggled at some point in the game, and that's the question. Which phase, and and you don't get D all of the above, which phase has to improve most to bounce back, Mickey, from Sunday's loss? Offense, defense, or special teams? Pretty pretty cut and dried because you got the Packers coming up. So who do you guys got? I would say defense, but what did the fans say? Defense, 60% said defense, and I don't know if that – They're probably thinking about Aaron Rodgers. They're thinking about the quarterback that's about coming to town. But, I I mean, I think you could go for any of those three, honestly. I think special teams had a big impact in the game. Go ahead. Which potentially has the ability to get better? I think defense with the number of guys that you could get back either this coming week or after the bye. I don't know if you're going to get all these guys back. I mean, maybe one of these guys, maybe Hitchens is an after-the-buy guy. We'll see. But you're talking about Irving. You're talking about Lee, Awuzier. Hopefully that helps. I mean, how did, that's, how did that's, they a win, lot of, that's a lot of contributors. How did they win the game last year at Lambeau? David Irving? 
David Irvin played well, but was offense well? offense did a great job in that game. You remember how they oh, had, yeah. they, had the they put a lot of pressure. Defense. They put a lot of pressure on the Packers to have to, and, and the Packers made some mistakes. They scored thirty four points or something like that. In that game. I can't remember the final score. It was over twenty in the yeah, first it, half. Yeah, yeah. It, but it was one of those games where I remember that. Had some great third down calls. The lucky Whitehead pass went down the field. Beasley in the corner of the end zone. Bryce Butler with a touchdown. They drove the ball right before half and scored a touchdown. I mean, there were things offensively that they were able to do. But, yeah, the offense – I think the offense has to find a way to help the defense win these games now. And, and Mickey will get on me about this, but – and he'll say, hey, we scored 30 points for you, Brian. Should what have more? been 31. Yeah, Brian, what more do you want? But I, I feel like, though, that, that – uh, you know, it, it second half, you know, second half. If you could have, you know, if you could have found a way, maybe one more touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I know it's you asking got, you a got, lot. You got one touchdown I, I mean, in six possessions. Yeah, in the that's half. what I'm, I mean, it, to me, it was, it was, if you could have, if you could have scored, you know, 14 points in the second half, then you maybe, maybe the defense is not having, but the, the problem with the defense right now, guys, is, it, it, and I'm not telling, I don't need no former scout to tell you this, giving up a lot of big plays. Yeah. And that's something they didn't do last year. No they didn't give up the big plays. Those I'm writing big, about that for tomorrow. Bro. Yeah, those big yep. chunk plays that, you know, we, we've seen them get off the field on third down. We've seen them do, you know, play the Deacon package and clog and cover and get off the field. They did, definitely didn't have any runners scoring over or rushing over 100 yards. And to, have, to have four games yeah. so far this now year, they've had a 100-yard rusher. Double. And both losses, too. If you think about it, you know. Gave up 168 and yeah. then 178 yards rushing yeah. in the two losses. Yeah. That was – they needed to control Gurley, and they didn't do it. He – you know, and the big play. But for one him, it's talked about. It's not just running the ball. He no, he beat you a number of different ways. Yeah, yeah, I understand it. That's yeah. what I said. Control him, and they did not control him. But you know, you sit here and go, well, okay. You know, the Rams only scored one touchdown the first half. They won. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to those three plays. Rest my case. Yeah, that right. You get those three plays right, you probably win the ball game. Yeah, I mean it's not as simple as that. It there's, is. There's, no, I mean there's a there's a lot of things they didn't do well. That How many points to do you have to score to win a game? Forty. If you got to score forty to win, you're in trouble. This team has came in the game averaging thirty five. Well, and they got thirty five. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying. So you, you may need, maybe you need to score forty. You got to score forty, then you're in trouble if you got to go out and score forty points a game to win. Well, in this game, it might it, we we knew. With the way both teams offensively were, maybe that's what you had to do offensively. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, obviously. Not, not, I'm not saying, and it, you know, we thought about the Rams. They, were, they came in, they were the highest scoring offense in the National Football League. Yes. You knew you were going to be up against that. Well, I kept thinking about what you said on Friday, Brian, and I think you said this on our blueprint presented by Xerox. Yeah. That you'd said, you know, if this game does turn into a shootout, who do you like better? And he was, I don't think he was terrible. The passes he missed, you know, hey, that's something he, he surely can work on. But how about the passes he made when he had to, when it was under duress? You talked about Aaron Donald about taking his head off. Not many people can survive an Aaron Donald rush and get out and live to tell about it and make a play. Yeah, everybody Throw the said, ball to yeah. what, the 50-yard line? Yeah, to, yes. throw to Des Bryant. I mean, you think about what he was able to do. And, you know, people say, well, you know, that's – it's part of it. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't have him, this game could have been far worse. But he says – Touchdown to Bryce Butler. He sure. had to get out, create some sure. time, and Butler was smart enough to stop his route and go back the way 
Dak was going. Absolutely. Right, Everybody said that was a Romo-type play where he spun out from Donald, made Escapism the play. I, I, it helps that you're 240. You know, I don't know if Tony could have done that. I think some of that is just Dak being a built like a linebacker and being able to physically take that hit and keep going. Absolutely. A lot of people are asking on Twitter. I'm just looking over here and seeing, when is the trade deadline to kind of clear up any confusion with the Cowboys? Week six? Is that right? No. They back it up. Later that. Is it week eight Later now? now? God, they just keep Getting moving. closer to November. Yeah, I don't, oh, have, I don't have my, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. What's is. the point? They were wondering, do the Cowboys need to trade for a left guard? We can just get Chaz Green back in there and get healthy. But how, how Well, who's going to have excess guard that's no, better than what you have? That's a good question, you too. You know, I think that, to me, when you think about trading, offensive linemen halfway through the season – Probably not a great idea. Now, you could pick linemen up. We saw what they were able They picked Jonathan Cooper up the last mm-hmm. two weeks of the season, you know, last year. That is kind of an insurance thing. I think with the continuity of the offensive line, you know, Mickey's right there. Go ahead and continue to play Chaz Green. Chaz Green had, wasn't killing you in these games. And I, yeah. It really, really wasn't hurting you that bad. So, you need to find a way to. It sucks that you can't rely on him to always be healthy. Well, you well, got to keep him healthy. Yeah, and the hip, no, that's the, the problem. Thing, I, I don't yeah. know. Is it the same hip? It's sore. Yeah. I, is I, I it, don't, is yeah. 2015, though, when he had the surgery? Yes. See, yeah. that's, that concerns you a little bit. But yeah, it's like that, doing great, doing great. Oh, I don't think. Friday news. If you're going to trade, you're going to trade for a defensive player. You would trade for potentially a, a linebacker, a corner, somebody like that, I, I think would be your, your best option. Offensive lineman. Mickey's right. It, it's something that people just don't usually move on. The whole league's looking for offensive. Oh, yeah. that is true. Now, let's just uh, clear up any other confusion. I'm seeing a lot of questions about the Ezekiel Elliott case. It is set to begin at 1 p.m. Central Time, less than an hour now here in New Orleans, and it, it will determine if Elliott will be forced to serve the suspension immediately or likely not at all this year. So, Rob, guys, can you explain this a little bit, lawyer Rob? Well, <laughs> good. Go ahead, Rob. Again. So they are the NFL is challenging the preliminary injunction. Bottom line is, if if this appellate court grants a stay, then I technically I believe the suspension can begin immediately. So we'll see if if they don't if, if they make whenever they make their decision. Well, yeah, it may not be a ruling from the bench today. We'll see if they decide to throw out the stay. They don't grant the stay. Then this thing may go into very well into 2018. He plays the entire season because it's got to make its way through the courts. Think about Tom Brady a couple years ago. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court. Can you believe that? That's our court system right now. A football matter ending up in the Supreme Court. Seriously? They're in session now, aren't they? Yeah. I'm sure they're <laughs> sitting there going, are you kidding me? We got bigger kidding things me. To, yeah. to worry about than this. Now, we saw earlier this season and just – clear up everything because this has been something that you just have to keep exact marks on. It's, it can be confusing. You said, you know, there, there could not be a decision today. They could take it earlier, later this week. How does that affect his playing for this game this week? You know, we've seen the NFL kind of be like, okay, he's going to play this week. Just I don't, I think that, I think that's run out. They, well, I think they're yeah. so fed up. Yeah. I think if they say, no, no, there's no stay. You're out. He could per- he could participate all week in practice, and we get to Friday, and they get the word to suspend him. They are going to suspend him immediately. They might give. I him mean, two more games. I, I think they, they're not going to they're not going to give him another game. I they, think they, in, they're they're tired of this. In the past, wow. I don't know if it's an official policy, but if I think it was unofficial. Tuesday at three o'clock. If there's nothing new, then you go ahead and let him play. And I th- it's really what happened. I think with the Giants game is it was late enough in the week. Right. Decided okay, he okay, can play yeah, this week. Go, yeah. 
but yeah, Brian, Brian might be right. That you know. No, I, I have this thing. Error. This thing is dragging. No, no, on, this, so. this thing. No, the commissioner. As soon as they, as soon as they win this, in, if if they win this in court, he will be suspended. The they. I wouldn't be surprised if the league comes comes out the same day and says that he's suspended. They're going to start this now. Wow. Wow. And well, see, and that's why the NFLPA wants to argue this right. whole thing and say we should be able to present our lawsuit against this deal uh, because there's no irreparable harm to the league if if he waits two weeks or three weeks. The suspension would still stand if they lose. So there's really kind of two cases going on at once because the NFL is also trying to have – the courts throw out the lawsuit. They don't even right. want to go to court on that one. Right. And if they do, they want it in New York and not here in Texas or New Orleans. Right. So there's kind of a double-edged deal going on uh, today at, at 1 o'clock. Well, stay tuned. We'll get, keep you guys posted on that. But That's uh, what my law degree it tells me. Mm. I've, I've law. seen that. It's a journalism law. school. That's right. <laughs> we we had to take communications law. That's the same thing. Need a gavel. Oh, yeah. it wasn't, and I hated that. We're talking about New York, Science. and we have a caller from New York, Costas from New York. What is your question? Hi, uh, my question is about uh, Switzer. I know how you guys said on the draft show that he's going to take some risks, but isn't there a difference between taking risks and just smart football play? Like you're taking two, two um, kickoffs, ten yards. Yeah, eight, nine yards deep. Why, why would you do this? There's so many things that could go wrong. And the other thing, and um, I've only watched the game once, but it seemed to me that Taco was getting blown off the ball. And then there's Heath. And finally, if you could, how do you evaluate how the offensive line is doing? All right, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, well, he got right to it. Taking we, we've, risks. We've really talked about the offensive line quite yeah. a bit. Well, I, I, I think feel like, I mean, just, yeah. yeah I, you know, and that's, I, that's kind of like the, okay, I'm lobbing this question in there. But, Moot point. Yeah. And we've no, covered Switzer, no, too. I mean, no, I, and, and uh, I'm not, not going to go around it, but no, the, the, if you, seriously, we talked about him and, and he referenced the draft show because that's what myself and David Hellman and Dane Burglar talked You talk, guys told him this. Yeah, well, we, we talked about him, he, it, that ability he has. If you go back and watch him play at North Carolina, he is a dynamic player with the ball in his hands, and he has the ability to change field positions. It, now, is it is it a thing where you say common sense, oh, don't do this, football intelligence? Guys that make plays make plays. You know, they, they, they take risks. They take chances just because of he fumbled this ball. And, yes, it yeah. was a huge play in this game. But I do go back to last week, and I do feel like that, okay, what was the difference in the Cardinal game last week? Switzer's ability to return punts and Chris Jones's ability to pin them down. Yep, yep. We were, that, that, that was, a, hey, we were, we were praising Chris Jones and Switzer's ability to do these things. Mm -hmm. You know, Patrick Peterson didn't have a return, and their punter, Andy, Andy Lee, didn't do a very good job. I asked Coach Garrett, last week do you how do you balance the very same question the caller had how do you balance being fearless and being smart with with the ball and he said you want him to be both so yeah and he is fearless and he's gonna make big plays for this team he's just got to make a better decision there plain and simple yeah. hey so i saw the steelers shield up there just for the record you know when we talk about des you know he gets shut down but antonio brown never gets shut down mm -hmm. happened yesterday happened yesterday and he was squawking too he was. Not enough targets. Uh -oh. Threw a Gatorade bucket. I saw that. Yeah. Ooh. 
Well, we'll throw a Gatorade bucket if you guys don't join us tomorrow. <laughs> and the and mine's full, too, by the way. Oh, Mickey has a full Gatorade bucket. So make sure you join us tomorrow, 1130 a.m. Central Time. Back here with these guys. Join us then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?